This Metatainment production is brought to you today by the Samurai Aquatics and Decor Metaventure. Scan that QR code or click that link in the description and dive yourself headfirst into the Samurai Aquatics Discord server to pleasure your peepers on our current and future range of outdoor decor. The Wine and She Show is a Metaverse and NFT discussion interview series brought to you by Metaverse Ventures Entertainment and host Ben68 and more cheats. Warning, the information and opinions within are solely the views of the individuals involved contains content not suitable for anyone. G'day and thanks for listening to or watching the Wine and Cheese in the Metaverse Show. I'm Ben68 here with my co-host More Cheese for episode 96, recording on Friday the 4th of August for Cheese, which is Saturday the 5th for me. In today's episode, we went back in time and explored Upland's first updates and how it has progressed from then to now. We learned that we are ex- extemporizers, word of the day, and went over uh-huh. some interesting articles. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Great, Scott. If my calculations are correct, geez, when this baby hits 68 miles per hour, we're going to see some serious shit. So Ooh. get yourselves ready to go back, back to the future in the latest extemporizing episode of The Worst Show Ever. Wine and cheese. Wine and cheese. Type of wine and cheese. Cheese. One is a ranger, one's like it's Thomas. One's from Australia, one's from the Bronx. Talking about the metaverse and NFTs. Interviewing all the real crypto cheese. actually pretty good that's pretty good hello and welcome to wine and cheese in a metaverse show i'm here eating toast with my ben with my ben co-host um i'll take it (laughs) with my bent co-host put a t on it he's all bent out of shape this is episode 96 and Magic magic tricks and we were just talking um we're coming up to our two year anniversary i believe so yes that's Can't crazy. be the three year. It'll be the start of our third year here. Yeah, September twelfth, we kicked off. So that's pretty cool. Gives us a month to try and organize something for the two year show. I'm sure we'll leave it to the last minute. We'll see how we go. No, we sure will. Yes. <laughs> All right. So surprising, there's a lot to talk about um, this week in Upland. It might seem like there's a not a lot happening, but if you're engaged in the community, there's always something happening now. I believe you caught the tail end of the conversation in general this morning. Did you see how that all got kicked off? Mm-mm. So it's, um, what did I write down? Yeah. So Sir Ness 4, who's, you know, we're all friends with and he's involved in lots of stuff we got going on. He raised a point somewhere in general chat in Upland how it'd be, it'd be really good if you could sell your MetaVenture, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, because it's such a process to go through to apply for MetaVentures and get all your assets approved and all of that sort of stuff. If you have an established business um, in Upland and it's generating income and whatever, there should be a mechanic to be able to sell that business to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then Uplando jumped in and said, well, actually, that's how this all originally started. There was business licenses. We were supposed to be able to buy and trade and sell businesses, but it wasn't until like, 
after us first 20 MetaVenture applicants had been approved, and I think it was like a, almost a year later when we had our first like official meeting, and then Upland turned around and said, actually, we're not going to do that anymore. Now introducing MetaVentures. There was no such thing as MetaVentures when we applied. It was business licenses is what you were applying for. So it was a thing. They moved away from that. So I can't imagine that's ever going to be a thing. Who knows? Well, <clears throat> I know it was a year ago, though, but it was in an AMA where they said you can lease it for a certain amount of time. It's not a they own it now, but they can just um, use it through you or something. Mm. But that just sounds really complicated. Yeah, and that whole conversation kind of followed on from a different conversation that they were having about... um, did you know that if if your MetaVenture, like if you don't pay your dues or you close your MetaVenture shop or whatever, you know it sits there saying this MetaVenture is closed because yeah. of unpaid fees, that property is locked. You, if you are somebody who has a MetaVenture, you can no longer sell that property. That property is locked in perpetuity. Right. I, so this is how I thought it would be, right? You don't pay your dues um, for like maybe a month. And then they take the, the meta venture away from you. And then you can do whatever you want with that property. Nope. They should do One that. of this they should do. One of the community managers got was in the chat involved in the chat and was saying that no, there's currently no mechanism to do that. If if your meta venture closes, that property is essentially locked. And I think it was Cerness asked, Well, there is is that gonna be changed? And it was like uh, basically it was there, there's no that's not a priority at the moment, is the gist of it. So be right. very careful where you place your meta venture because you know most meta ventures are placed on, especially if you're talking about factories and showrooms, they're placed on very valuable property. And it, it appears that at present, um, if you change your mind and you want to bail out of that, you're locked into that and you have no ability to sell or trade that property, it's stuck there, and now- it doesn't appear. Uh, yeah, but it doesn't appear that that's even on their radar as a priority to fix I up, think, so. well, not a priority, but I do feel like it will get looked at. Oh, it has to. That's just absolute madness. Yeah. How is it true ownership if you do something like that and it's just, sorry, computer says no. It's another one well, of those ones. here's the thing. When you buy a house and you buy land, you don't you don't really own that land. You have to pay taxes on it, right? Yep. So it's like true ownership to a point. Like let's not um let's not pretend that whatever we buy in real life is completely owned by you when it comes to property. Like you own your yep. house, right? But do you own your house? But using that analogy, like um I've run a business out of the out of my residence before when I was in Japan. Imagine, and a lot of these people are buying up these prime locations for their meta ventures on the secondary market for big dollars or big upex. So imagine in real life, you buy a house, location, 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 right? So you spend up the money, you buy the location, you run your business out of there for several years and you decide, you know what, my priorities changed or whatever, I'm closing my business, but then you can't sell the property? What? That yeah. would be crazy. That's crazy, yeah. crazy town talk. Crazy town. So. No, it is. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, 
I guess we just have to to think of like what what would we rather see more like and I I do wish at times they were we did see exactly what the list of priorities were and where things were to and how close we were getting to certain things that would make me and a lot of people happy. Yeah, and especially now that more and more metaventures are getting pumped out there, that there's people that are that uh undoubtedly there's people that are applying for metaventures who don't really know what they're setting themselves up for. Yeah. So there's going to be as more and more meta ventures get approved, there's going to be more and more that become abandoned. There yeah. needs to be mechanics in place to decommission those and get them off the map. We don't need, or well, what did we talk about before? The upland map starting to look like a virus, different colored freaking dots spreading out all over the place. Well, it, it'll be funny. I think they'll get to it when enough com- uh, businesses go go under because even they said not every business is going to survive, which is just yeah. like the real world. When they start seeing dots there that have no use, they're, they'll start to make it a priority, I'm sure, hopefully. Or else they'll be like slum towns. They'll be a skid row. Like, oh, this is the, the place of really uh, broken businesses and whatnot. Yes, yes. So definitely there <laughs> needs to be some priority placed on decommissioning metaventures that just has to happen that's just yeah. crazy if it doesn't i guess it goes into the the brand new what do we call it now the eventually box it's not the soon box it's the eventually box all right now i kind of put it out there to you that for this week i'd like to go back to the future cheese roads where we're going we don't need no stinking roads or something like that you don't know any quotes from back to the future uh no i, I no mean incest i'm usually jokes incest oh calvin klein i don't know i don't know i remember the underwears it was yeah i don't know you caught me you caught me off guard <laughs> ah. yeah so we're gonna go back to the future I, th- I thought it'd be fun to go right but right right back and last night when i was doing a bit of clickety clicking kind of loosely getting prepared for this show i thought well, let's go and see what is the actual very earliest article that I can find about Upland. And I found this one here. I'll bring it up. So this was in June 13th, 2019. Wow. Uh, take that heading away. Monopoly-style blockchain property trading game raises $2 million. Upland. Two million now. Wow. Sorry. Oh, yep. Upland me a monopoly-like property game built on the EOS blockchain has raised two million in seed funding. And isn't that crazy to think here we are now in 2023 and there is at least one person that has a net worth that's more, more than the seed funding. I know. That is isn't that crazy. crazy to think about. Yes, crazy. So yeah, this is back in June. What, what would you give to be to have been able to go back in time and read this headline and think, okay, oh, this looks good. I'm going to sign up for this. Yeah, I would have loved that. Yes, loved so, uh, it. Never mind. So yeah, and what does it actually say? I like that. Get out of jail free card. <laughs> yes, we should definitely have those. <laughs> well, you know what? I think I've used mine. Yeah. Because I did my shenanigans before there even was an Alcatraz or anything like that. So if you don't know anything about that, go and look at our um, go and look at our YouTube's and search for the interview. Who is Ben sixty eight or something? Where I dived right into it. So yes, 
yeah, I think I definitely used out mine. So nowadays, I'm a very good little boy. <laughs> Finlab EOS VC fund and several angel investors have invested a combined two million in our plan me, maker of a digital property trading game running on top of the EOS blockchain. The funds will be used to support the development and launch of Upland, which is currently available in beta. So that was it's saying in June that was available in beta. Holy moly. Wow. And will become widely available this year. So I believe I did click on that and it brings you to the um just to the Upland homepage. So there must have been a thing there where you could sign up or something like that. So it says here, builders monopoly meets blockchain, as in the classic Parker Brothers board game. The game enables players to buy, sell, and trade imaginary properties based on real-world addresses. The twist is that instead of paper cards, it uses non-fungible tokens or digital collectibles similar to crypto kitties to confer ownership of an asset. There you go. So even back in the day, they were saying NFTs, which I've said previously, I don't remember them talking about Uplanders, Metaverse, NFTs until later in the game, but I stand corrected. I mean, right. I remember seeing it when I was going to work in Manhattan on a bus stop. Mm. Right? And yeah. I was like, what is that? Like, that's so weird. And um, I never found interest in, in it until COVID. Yeah. So, so I could have played earlier. Yeah. That's... Um... Maybe I maybe I did read that in the other things, but back then I had no clue what an NFT was, so it kind of just went whoosh, yeah, straight same. out of the top. Same. So it says, unlike most digital games, however, properties that are recorded on the blockchain throughout the game plane will be truly owned by the players. Well, actually, as we just talked about, not the gaming company. Upland Me says, and just like in real life, land in this virtual realm has a fixed supply. Yes, all right, because it's tied to real-world addresses. And then there's a whole bunch of yada, yada, yada. Um, so, yeah, th this is the famous story in quotes. This is uh, Dirk Luth speaking, I believe. One night, one game night while playing Monopoly and watching the Netflix series Stranger Things, we got thinking about a property game in a parallel universe and realized how properties that are based on real world addresses can be the perfect collectible NFT. Do you, think that's, do you think that's true? Yeah, I think so. You think he's a Monopoly player and he's watching Stranger Things? Yeah, ooh, that's – well, you're talking about – I don't know about Eden, but I th I believe Dirk would be older than me or he'd be very close to me. I'm not exactly sure. that We're definitely in that same kind of generation. Um, do people have game nights? Yeah, I guess nerds have game nights. I don't. I don't see them I'm as a nerd, though. I see them as, like, bros. Well, they're kind of tech nerds, aren't they? Haven't they? They were involved in a whole bunch of kind of tech-based startups together, so. All right. Maybe. You know, you're shooting the shit, having a few <laughs> drinks, Stranger Things playing in the background. I don't see it, but okay. That's it. <laughs> Tinfoil hat. Right, so. <laughs> he was like, he went to his publicist and said, hey, can you write me up something really cool as to how I thought about it? <laughs> 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 <That's funny. laughs> so it mentions, you know, who the angel investors were, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, that's kind of cool to go back and see that way back when. Now, there's also a thing where nowadays Upland does run their articles through Medium, but it appears there's two, they have two Medium accounts. There's the OG account and then there's this kind of new one. So 
if you're somebody who's gone on board recently, you might not be aware that there's a whole swathe of articles on a different kind of medium account. Oh, it's going to reload. Are you kidding me? Oh, no. Yeah, here we go. So this was one of the first ones that came about. This is May. Wow. May my birthday. Oh, is it? There you go. The last day of May. Introducing Upland. Now I'm just going to skip ahead and just click this one to see if it's going to reload too. Oh, really? I'm going to have to go back and scroll all those. You bastard. All right. Apologies. So, yes. What is Upland? Getting started. Yeah. Take that away. Read that. <clears throat> Getting started. Our Founders Edition kicks off in sunny San Francisco, California. To prepare for the upcoming game, you'll be able to use the map interface to directly purchase from Upland's first release of properties. We want Upland to be accessible for absolutely everyone, except for those certain countries that can't purchase. Um, <laughs> even your no-pointer friends. So we'll be accepting USD in the beginning to simplify the process. There are some rare and iconic properties included in the Founders Edition, which will become more important later when the game launches. Hmm. Yeah, some people might, it might just blow their minds that, you know, when I first got involved, there was just vast swathes of the map of San Francisco with rares, ultra rares, exclusives, all of these collections sat there for <laughs> over a year, in, wow. you know, in some cases. Like I worked on my... I worked on my um, financial district San Francisco set, the rare collection there. I worked on that for well over a year, just slowly upgrading. You know, I bought the, I flipped a whole bunch of properties to get started on a base collect collection there and worked my way up into a good collection. So, yeah, back in the good old days, back in the good old days, yes. So, and then it goes into, you know, how it is. Look how different the map looks back then too. Oh, wow. Yeah, similar features still, but, yeah, it's kind of funny. Market Street, yeah, all of those were available. All of those exclusive collections were just sitting there unminted. Yep. And oh. I would spend I would spend days and days and days scrolling with pen and paper to find an upland property, you know, that was under a 1,000 upex or something. It was, Crazy times, crazy times. There was no property search tools. There was no community-based search tools. It was just all pen and paper. Wow. And it goes into, oh, here we go. The ownership revolution is coming. And then it, it reiterates the foundation of the thing. <laughs> yeah. The link to this will be in the description if you want to check it out too, so. Now, this is interesting. We haven't, I don't believe we've yet seen this kicked off, although that was mentioned heavy, pretty heavily in the early days, if you wanted to read that one. <clears throat> Upland will employ a franchise system as it expands around the world. Are you interested in taking over and operating a country, a state, a city, or rural area to run the Upland game? Please, wow. Please contact Infant Upland me indicating which area you're interested in acquiring and your qualifications and what. Wow, and your qualifications and motivation to undertake the task. Yeah. I is that, that like was... a note? Is that where you got your kind of like um motivation from Midtown no, Terrace? This is several layers above that. It was back in the day. I know in the telegram people were saying, Hey, I'd love to open up in whatever you say it was London or something. And 
someone would for, from the team would say, well, you know, submit an application at our franchise system, blah, blah, blah. It would appear, at least on the surface, that they may have moved away from this now. You know, that they, they seem to be chasing more partnerships. So, you know, we've got the FC Porto, so we release Porto, or, you know, we do something in Brazil, so we've got to release Brazil, or, you know, it appears that we're kind of chasing that stuff. And we've seen, you know, with Omniforce in Japan, like now Japan's going to be a thing. So it seems like they're... They're heading more in that kind of direction where I guess they control more of the underlying mechanics or something. I'm not sure, but yeah. Yeah. It appears that you haven't really, this hasn't been on your radar, that whole franchise system. So I guess that speaks to how they've kind of moved away from it. As oh, I said, yeah. At least, I'm, on, at least on I the have, surface. I haven't seen anything like this. Because I remember back in the day, I was thinking, shit, should I submit a proposal for the Gold Coast in Australia as a city? But, you know, that's. I can't imagine the funds that you'd have to need to set it all up or whatever. So I don't know. Wait and, and would that mean like you would share it in the like purchase value? Like if some, if you put in you like would a think lump so. sum. Wow. Yeah, so. yeah, that's but then it gets crazy. greasy. Like obviously you'd like, I'm from the Gold Coast. If, well, I guess it's, Upland's famous for not doing this either. Like if you know somebody in the community who's from the area, you'd think you'd chat to them about where the best location spots would be. But then that gets greasy insider information and all that yes. sort of stuff. It gets yeah. super, super janky. So <clears throat> I would imagine if you're somebody who is going to take up a franchise system area, then you can't play the game anymore. You you got to pick if you're on one side or the other. Because collections... Collections or you complicates could, things. You could play the game, but you just can't own anything in that franchise area. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, didn't um I remember Loyal Doyle, there was something about him where he was involved in one of those official videos and then he wasn't allowed to mint properties until two weeks after the collection reveal or something. Yes, where you traveled with, with them or something and you got to see the places of interest or yada yada. Yeah, do you remember what that city was? It might have been LA, was it? I don't know. Maybe I think it might have been. Hmm. Yes. All right. So yeah, that's that's back in the day. And yeah, like I said, if you if you go to this, um, this appears to be the old Upland Medium account. Um, you can scroll way, 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 way back, which I did do this morning, but then it just reloaded, which is a pain in the Botox. So I thought it'd be fun. While we're doing that, do you remember the date when you officially joined or when you upgraded? Um, March. 15th of 2021 all right well i've got the data here and i'll cheat and double check see if you remember all right <laughs> actually i just went past that look there's the january 15th was it business better program so that was the original this is what kicked off nodes and midtown terrorists and all of that it was this article business better program was that one that kicked everything off? So, is there a way to see? Wait, yes, I... there is. How? Um, if you go, and I've got it right here. Look, I did my homework. Where are you, Ben Mochi? So, if you go to upxland.me, uses Mochi's. Maybe I'm 2022 then. If the business started in 2021, then I have to be after that. Now this says March fifteenth, twenty twenty one. However, oh. that's when that's when you upgraded to Uplander status. So if you did you, I, I upgraded straight away. I, I upgraded I, like maybe uh, 
three or four days after. Okay. So if, what did you say? March 13th or something? Yeah. That you thought? Yeah. So that, that would track. You were a visitor March 13th. You kind of played around and then you upgraded to make your account official oh, yeah. on March 15th. So yeah, that kind of tracks. <clears throat> um, I'm trying to keep scrolling. It's just such a pain in the ass that you did this. <laughs> so yes, I joined. Ah, there we go. No, we're still in July 2019. <laughs> we're nearly there. We're nearly there. There we go. May 31st was the first. Um, I'll play me article on medium for this account. So I joined, uh, if you go to my data again, if you go to upxland.me, you can check users. You can check any user in the game, see when they started. Well, as I said, this this will show the date when they became an uplander, when their account became official. So mine was January 13th, 2020. And that, that would be the day because I I believe I spent five bucks straight away. Golly. So I thought, so what was, what was in the news when I joined? January 13th, let's scroll ahead, 2019. Time went by really fast. Yes. Oh, hang on. Maybe we'll go through this a bit slower. We'll get to my point because I didn't join that long after they started. So understanding digital assets and user identity in Upland, that's cool. A closer look at Upland's mass market approach to blockchain. Upland, what's coming up in 2019? Amazing. A big-ass duck. Yeah. (laughs) Upland August release, introducing UPX and the marketplace. That's right. So when the game first released, and they mentioned that before, you could only buy properties with USD originally. And then UPX came in and you could buy that and things. So how to create an Upland account. Upland one-on-one, what on earth are NFTs? Yep, that dropped before I started introducing the Upland collections. So collections didn't come in until September, late September 2019. Block Explorers didn't come in until October 2019. So that's good. Look at the old school map there with the Block Explorers. That looks funny as. Look at the old art of uh, Miles. Yeah. Yeah. Look uh, at his play arm. To own. <laughs> Dis- <laughs> dislocated. <laughs> An evolution model that's a win-win for gamers. Uh, feature focus, uplands, roaming, explorers, free-to-play model, and more. So there's a whole bunch of stuff to dive in there. Upland app now available in iOS. And this is what got me on. I listened to a podcast that talked about um, a blockchain-based, you know, kind of monopoly game available on ios and i was like hell yeah sign me up so that's when i jumped in so this is about january 11th that's just before i started and then here we've got crypto in came in after me so i i jumped into the game between those so crypto in i didn't even realize that crypto in was a feature for quite a while but once i did i did um play around with that a a fair bit any major purchases that i have made have all been with crypto in so that was cool. Anything else? A taste of mojito. Oh, that's right. Did did you remember that back in the day, whenever they do like a kind of upgrade, they'd name it like a certain cocktail? No. Like, but this that, is the mojito update and this that, is the something or other. That reminds me of all the um, <clears throat> the not the Apple updates, what the the phone, the Help me, Ben. Android. Android updates. Yeah. They would name it after a candy or a cake. 
yeah, it's a similar thing that they were going off of, but they were going for the um, the cockatiels. So, yes, what else happening? First call for boarding, announcing San Francisco Airport, February 15th. Yeah, so that's this airport sales dropped about a month after I joined. And I remember the prices on those were like a million UPEX or something. And I just couldn't fathom that somebody would spend $1,000 real money buying one property in this brand new game. So, Is that how much the airports were back then? I believe. Let me be risky and see if I can click on this and see how we go but it was a kind of um, it was a free for all. They would just it was like a city release, a mini city release. They would just open up. There was no registering and all that sort of stuff. It was just first in best dress. And again, some of the, some of them would sit there, you know, unminted, and you'd have to think about it, humming and harring about it. So, if, yeah, if I knew about this before, I probably would have went crazy. Maybe it's good I didn't get in when I did. When I yes, yeah. <laughs> right. um, here's the article here. I don't know. If it says prizes, total of oh, this is mentions the tagged part with you know people always say what are these um airplane tags all over the map? So this goes back to this competition. Oh, um, doesn't I don't think it says there. Yeah, it doesn't say the price in there. Wow, I believe it was was like one point one or so one point four, and it depended on the size of them. Of course, the bigger ones were more expensive so that's around the time i joined and when did you say you joined march 15th on your blockchain data wasn't it yeah 15th 2000 so let's fast forward to then like <laughs> august where are we getting close halloween the first halloween in upland was by far the best they've never come close to being as good since maybe yeah, this you- year they can blow it out of the water you told me about it, and then you showed me the videos, and it was so cool. Yeah, that's, that's when I first got wind of um, the Nasty Hooks and, you know, Sturz Merlin and all those guys. So here we go. March 9th, Upland Nights, that bloody tour, that was a good one. Um, that was just before you joined. And then March 13th, the Upland Publish OX Writing Contest. Oh, wow. Don't that one. Yeah. Here we go. This is more. So you joined right before Manhattan. Yeah, and I was able to get a lot of Manhattan. And I remember I didn't get it on March 15th. I may have gotten it towards the end of March or the early April. There was still so much. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, gosh. I got my school. Like, I was like, oh. God, $450. Should I? And I was like, yeah, I have to do it. Yeah, that's that that initial release, like to race to Mint Wall Street and all that, that went quick, but then there was just property sitting there for ages and ages. So yes, Uplanders. Tomorrow marks the start of our three waves of Manhattan collection reveals. So very cool. But I remember across the street from the school were these small properties that I got for fairly cheap and I remember selling them for like $300, $400, and it was so cool when that happened. It was yep, Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen, yes. It, incredible to think that there was like literally thousands of Manhattan properties that could be minted. There was no such thing as FSA, so thousands of properties that could be minted for, you know, around 2,000 UPX. I know there was FSA because was I FSA. worked with FSA agents. Yeah. Yeah. I work with a bunch of FSA agents and 
yeah, they were buying, they were, but there was no holding period. So I would say, look, here's my budget. I've got 200,000 UPEX and we'd work out a deal, how much percentage they'd get. And they'd mint up, you know, they'd mint up however many properties and then they would buy them off them straight away. So, yeah, yeah, there was FSA. That's right. I know there was a limit to how much you were able to buy uh, when I started. But then after a few days, when I when I went to San Francisco, I was like, you know, fuck it. And I put a few thousand in. (laughs) Yes, that's when you first got bit by the FOMO dragon. Yes. Yes, and the other big news at the time was the landmark auction of the Coit Tower. If you're Australian, the name Coit makes you giggle. Coitus. Yes. Now, <laughs> I couldn't remember who minted this one, so I did a bit of clicking, clickety-clacking around. So this talks about some um, – oh, it's going to load too. So this talks about the landmark auction, the very first one. And, again, this is one of those things where – you read this, okay, so it's a landmark property, whoop-de-doo, and, you know, but then you see the price and you just can't believe the price on these things. So it turns out um, there was a guy called Fu Manku, and I believe he paid like 23 million UPEX for that one property. Wow. And how's this for a hodler? How's this for a hodler account? Wow. So talk about getting bit by the FOMO dragon. So he was started playing. When did he start playing Upland? He started playing Upland on March 19th. So just after you. Just after me. Yay. Just after (laughs) you. His net worth was, you know, bugger all. Property net worth, 760. So not even a million UPEX. And then he's piece pumped in. You know, twenty-five million upex worth. So twenty-five grand he's dropped to buy that one property, and then it's just been a casual a few properties here and there since. He's still active. He's still buying properties. So. Yeah. Freaking nice. crazy, 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 crazy. So yeah, I thought that was very cool. Sorry, I'm not really putting you on blast there, Fu Manku. I think that's awesome. Look at yeah. that. Yeah. Look at that for diamond hands. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't get more diamond than that. So, yeah, I thought that was a bit of fun just to go back and have a look at what's been happening there. Um, is there any other dates or anything that stick out to you? Any other big events? I would say um, getting into Midtown Terrace, like hearing your crazy ass one week after I joined, and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? That was really cool. This idiot ranting and raving. Yes. I'm like, he must yeah. know something. He must be working with <laughs> Inside of trading, yeah. I was like, let me get in on this. Yes. Um, let me just close those links. Yeah, it was um, like, I, as I said, there was no Discord. It was all on ter- Telegram back in the day, and I played around with it as a bit of, bit of fun. Um, when I... I was grinding away to upgrade collections and this, that, and the other thing. And again, it, it was about the community. Like it was engaging with the Telegram community. And it was probably around the same time, well, before you joined in, of course, but it was around that whole COVID time where I was living in the backyard in a tent because I was an essential yeah. worker. I had to work through the whole, whole of the first initial start of COVID where we had no clue how bad it was going to get. Wow. Um, all the schools were shut down, so my wife and the kids were in isolation at home. 
and I had to do all the shopping. I had to run all the errands. I was going to work every day. So I was living in a tent in the backyard. So I had a lot of free time on my hands and that's when I kind of got more engaged in the community. Yeah. I needed to know you back then. Jesus. So now there's no fun time. (laughs) Yeah. Ain't that the goddamn truth. So yeah, it was, it was fun, but yeah, I kind of got, I got bit on and off by the Fama Dragon little nibbles. Yeah. It wasn't later until, um, the Dumbo Brooklyn collections where I was like, right, I'm actually going to take a serious, serious chunk at this. And I put, you know, quite a hefty chunk of crypto through to buy up some stuff. And you got the, you got the Wall Streets. Yeah, that was, I, I really wish I had recorded that, but it was, it was so chaotic. Um, that was so much fun. That was I'd the bought- first time you did your jumping thing, right? Where it was funny, it was um, because they'd released Manhattan in bubbles. Like, uh, we, I think we talked about this on the UDU podcast or something. Um, our plan was really pushing to get San Francisco minted to 50%. And they were doing minting challenges after minting challenges. And we were just getting so burnt out, minting all these goddamn properties. But um, yeah, if you placed, I think it was like the top 10 in the minting challenge, well, you got first access to these little bubbles, yada, yada, yada. And then. Uh, however long it was, a oh, bit later, wow. they'd, they'd open it up to the whole community to open it. That It was only like a small area within the city. It didn't, of course, it didn't mint out straight away, but I minted properties strategically right at the very far border of what they were going to open up. You know, if, And if, I practiced for weeks. Sorry, go ahead. If they did that now, there would be so much controversy like oh, yeah. a contest to spend to see who gets to mint first. Yeah, P- people, and I believe I read this last night before I went to bed, or it might have been on Twitter somewhere saying, oh, our plan is just a pay-to-win game. Yeah, duh. It's always right. been pay-to-win. Yeah. 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 Any Anything that has, like, investment in real estate and this, this, and that. I mean, there are ways to get around it, though, because do you have people like, you know, nubbegs and this jack that don't really put, any money into it and yeah green turtle and the likes famously so yeah so i'd I'd minted that property that was right on the border before the full manhattan release and like i said i practiced for weeks i i knew exactly because you know wall street's going to be a collection everybody knows wall street's going to be a collection it's just we don't know whether whether it's going to be rare exclusive or whatever so i practiced for weeks so I knew if I set my block explorer on a certain angle, it had to be a certain angle that it would take X amount of time to get to Wall Street. So I knew if I if I send to my property and the block explorer starts moving off slightly this far, no, it's not good enough. So it was like, okay, Manhattan is released, go. And then everybody's setting their block explorers or we'd set it previously. So we're on a good tra- trajectory before the green light dropped. You just see like two things going at the same time. It wasn't two. It was like 10, 15. (laughs) Yeah. And every now and then somebody would mint a property along that path. And then like, it wasn't a lot. It was, yeah, maybe 10 or 15 block explorers would jump to that property. And then they'd have to, that, that was the thing too. You'd have to, if you jump to a property, if you did that, if you tried to reset your path too many times, you burn it, your sense, you're screwed, yeah. you're done. 
Yeah. So I just I just stuck to the path. I knew I had a path. I just stuck to it. I didn't touch it. Now the risk is that suddenly your block explorer veers off, but you got no control over that. So so that that was one tactic was just stick to the plan, which I did. Other people's plan, which I think Green Turtle used this, and he was able to mint one of them at least. He waited until the very last minute. He just sat there waiting until one property on Wall Street was minted, and then he just jumped straight to that. So a lot of people got burnt along the way kind of minting properties to try and hop. So that was actually the worst strategy because, you you know, in a city that's not minted out, there's no chance to collect sends or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. I managed to get into a position in Wall Street and I minted three straight away, no dramas. That's and I was like, crazy. I was like jumping around the, the room, waking <laughs> everybody up at 4 a.m. Yeah, so I, I, I did very well there. I wish it had been recorded because it just looked cool. Because this is, you couldn't hide block explorers back in those days. It was just, it was just a lot of fun. Yeah. That's awesome. But there's for for every success story like that, there's plenty of butthurt stories where they tried to jump ahead and they got burnt and couldn't make it. Or you click on a property, but you thought you had it minted, but it's sitting there and it didn't mint through. Yeah, you know, I went to the very the kind of um, coastal area of Wall Street and just minted three straight away. So and then I famously flipped one of those very quickly, very cheaply, which is obviously a bit of a regret. But never mind. <laughs> things happen <laughs> you still have the two though right yes they are up for sale if you want to drop 200k they're yours jesus <laughs> that's usd yeah um yeah i have flirted with the idea of selling them but i guess it's one of those things where if i was to ever pull the famous that's it i'm done i'm leaving I would not sell those properties. I would sit there. Those would be the let's leave it for five, ten years and see what happens kind of things. Uh, you you're not I mean? going to so, leave though. No, I don't think I will either. But, yeah. you, you know, those, those would be the very last things I'd give away cheaply, you know. Yeah. Although I have had plenty of offers through the years that have made me giggle. Anything good? Yeah. Just cringy. No, they're like, well, the mint price on those was only 190000 oh. and the floor price in Manhattan is this, so X times Y equals up your bum. Yeah, just freaking hilarious. Things that make you go, hmm, apparently you are a dickhead. Well, I have my one in New Orleans that's pretty uh, awesome. I think it's a ultra rare. I have no idea. It's the the... The jazz thing is it a jazz thing? I really don't know. That's so weird. Ah, uh, the jazz venues, yeah. Yes, yes, jazz. So. They had the scary, and then they had the jazz, right? Yeah. There's. Did you get one of them, or have you got the set? I got one. Um, I was able to get the set before, but like it was through a swap. But I think it's like a huge one. It's right on Bourbon Street. Yeah. Uh, three hundred sixty-five property size, and I have it for twenty-two thousand. That's when you get that, when that happens, that's when the FOMO really gets to you. You haven't been tempted to buy these, buy another one on the market to complete the collection? No, not really. I mean, I'm not willing to pay that much money for something. I mean, it's nice because it's such a big one. I would get so much divs, but... 
Is that is that the lowest price you'd sell it for then on the flip side? What yes. if someone came to you? Yeah. Yeah. So that's your baseline. That's my base. It's all about yeah. the base. <laughs> it's all about the base. Yeah, I, I did um I did something a little bit similar with the Skyline Manhattan collection. I remember I kept looking at it, it was unminted. I kept looking at it, looking at it. It's that's a the red rare collection. And one afternoon I FOMO'd into it and I um I picked up two that were quite expensive and extended myself to buy those, maybe a little bit more than I should have. And then I realized afterwards, oh shit, you need three for the collection. Oh and there was only there was only a couple of them left or something like that. So that's when I don't know if you remember, I I had the first at least public mortgage in Upland. Really? Yeah. So I I knew I effed up, but I really wanted to, like the whole reason I bought those properties was to get the collection boost on those rare collections in Manhattan. So I reached out to a few players who had, you know, heaps of them. And one of them was EHO405, who's, you know, long-term UDU member and that sort of thing. So we came to an agreement where, you know, we, we settled on a price for one of the spares that he had and then I was going to pay it off in so many installments over so many weeks, yada, yada, yada. But I, I actually had a whole bunch of sales come through and I paid it off almost straight away. So Wow. Yeah, yeah I, I remember that. That was, yeah. um, oh, my gosh. Wasn't that guy who runs that newspaper, like, didn't he have a lending program as well? I think this is all well before that. All right. Because this wow. was just a private this was just a private deal. And one of the reasons I went public is because it's, you know, he's trusting me and I'm trusting him, but we kind of don't really know each other. So the kind of way around that is, you know, make it all public. So if it all goes to shit. No. So yeah, that was kind of kind of fun. But I paid it off straight away. So. Loan sharks, I love it. Loan sharks, yeah. Do, 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 do. Back, back in the day. <laughs> All right. Now that's that's enough of a dive back into the future. Like I said, it's it is fun to go back and click through those. If especially if you're a new person, I think it's worth going back and having a look how all of these things developed. Um now before we got kicked off, we did get pinged. There was some upland announcements. Um I know this didn't really spark your interest too much, but apparently we have a stock car watch party coming up. <laughs> Stock Car Velocitar Watch Party. Join yes. us this weekend for the Stock Car Pro Series Velocitar Races. We're hosting a stress test watch party for the races on Sunday, August 16th at 7.30 a.m. PT. Wow, that's like uh. 1 a.m. Like or something my turn. At the Rio de Janeiro Upland Cafe. Well, this is cool. By attending, you'll be entered into a drawing where 10 lucky attendees will win 50,000 UPEX. That's decent. That is decent. It's better than the shitty 0.01 Sparks or the 5,000 UPEX they used to do for these sort of things. Good on your plan. That's nice to see. All right. Maybe I'll wake up. Don't miss this opportunity to watch thrilling races and enjoy the company of your fellow Uplanders. Yeah. Oh, here we go. The cafes in Upland have received some recent updates. Hallelujah. And we'd like to invite all of you to participate in a stress test by attending our watch party. Your presence and feedback are crucial as we fine-tune the cafes for a better experience. 
While we are working diligently to iron out a few issues with iOS, we highly recommend joining the Watch Party from the web or Android version of Upland to ensure you have the best cafe experience. That's cool. Warning, this is a stress test, so please expect to be stressed. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So that's cool. I'll test something for the chance to get 50 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Right. Um, I won't be getting at one AM to do it, but yeah, good on you. All right, that's all we got for uplandy stuff. Oh, we're keeping you up. You had your toast. You should be perked up. You I had know. Your I had two coffees. All right, now we've got a few things to tie, dive into. Last week, I mentioned that um, the McLaren Formula One team was having their kind of NFT collectible sales, and I did go ahead and I bought I bought one pack, and unfortunately, it auto ripped. So there's no way to do a live <laughs> pack break on air. Yeah. But I pulled some very nice cards in that, and that kind of got me to FOMO into buying another pack, and then I got shit one. So. Serves me right, 20 bucks, but that's not too bad. So just going to have a quick look at those. Oh, my gosh, you sleepy thing. <laughs> oh, this is all going to reload too. Remind me to reload those other ones while we're gas bagging. Oh, and it's going to say no items. To oh, no, here we go. So these are the ones I've all collected for free, yada, yada, yada. Free. We know all that. Was um, there anyone to collect today? No, they're, they're on their summer break, so they're off for a month. That's good. So I got I got this one. I think that was the one I got in my wallet for free. And I believe this is a rare one. The orange one's a rare. So that's um, 1998 Japanese uh, Grand Prix McLaren moment. And then the first pack I broke, I got this card, which is just a regular 1968. There you go, 68 Spanish <laughs> GP. So I was pretty happy with that one. And I got... Um, where is it? The Japanese Grand Prix. Oh, no, it was that one. I got these two. I got these two rares. I got the Ayrton Senna Brazilian 1991 moment and the Japanese Grand Prix. Nice. I was going to say oh, that Lewis Japanese Hamilton. one. Ah, it's this blue one I got for free, the the um, Lewis Hamilton one. So, yeah, I pulled two rares and a common, so that's what got me to FOMO into the second pack, and then I got the same exact card. So I was like, wah, wah, wah. And then I got two um, two more commons. One of them is an Australian GP one, so I guess that's kind of cool. I like that Monaco one. It's, like, so old-fashioned and stuff. That one, the monochrome, yeah. Yeah. Look at that car. Yeah, so I don't know what I'm going to do with them, uh, whatever, but I thought that was kind of cool. So, yes, they are. If you are somebody who has been following along, collect them. There is, like I said, a one-month summer break. But I'll ping you when it's um, – I'll ping everybody in the new – the new MVA server. Now that we're all under one roof. Yes. Move over. It's time. Yes. We did have some teething problems yesterday where um, there is a process where you jump on over and you have to click the rule icon and then you get access to the server. That was glitched out a bit. So Moon Unit and I are kind of trying to work together on that. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Moon, for all the, the time effort you're putting into that. Um, if that happens again, I'll just manually roll people and give them access. So, yeah. Dive on in. We got a smack D tech too. He hasn't set up his space. So I'm like, ping, ping, bump. <laughs> uh, I know. How's that video he put last night of him dancing around, putting his tiles on his bathroom? I was cracking up laughing. <laughs> that made my day. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. 
Yes. If you um, have seen how DTEC uh, has fun with the wider community in public, you, I'm sure you can only begin to imagine how much fun he has with us in private. So he's very, very entertaining. I, sh I showed my, Maya, Maya heard the music playing and heard me laugh my, my ass off. She said, what the hell are you watching? And I showed her, and she's like, "Who's that?" I was like, "That's DTEC. And she, and then she got it, and she's like cracking up, laughing too. So, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, does it does it seem like she's slowly kind of getting more and more interested? Uh not at all. Oh, I, I was able to get slowly a bit more interested because, like, we're both very social. So, like, yep. the more people I introduce him to, and like he talks to, and they all like him. He's such a good guy. Uh, the more interested he gets, so I kind of like put it in that kind of. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think she definitely understands the whole thing more. Like she understands now that I've started to pay bills with you know the stuff, she kind of understands it all and why I put so much time and effort into it. And you know, she gets that I have fun doing these shows and whatnot, so she gets that side of things. But you know, it's not something that interests her in the slightest. So. Although she is a bit of a chat GPT fiend now, so that's kind of cool. Maybe I can work it in via that angle. Yeah. you got to find an angle of association. Yes, it's just it, – I keep banging on about how good chat GPT is, but it's just crazy. Like, And it is kind of a bit antiquit antiquitated or whatever the word is, like outdated where it only updates up to 2022 or 20, 2023 unless you go for the paid version. But she can put in um, – I'm in Australia. I have a $200 budget. Um, give me some ideas for many plans and for a family of five and I'll spit it out and she can say, okay, for option number two, um, what are the ingredients on that? Or, you know, recipes. It's just oh. crazy what it can do. Solly would crazy. love that because he, yeah. he's the, the chef in the house. So Yeah. And you, you could even say like um, – if I don't know, what's your grocery store in America? Where do you shop at? Nowadays, Walmart. For your groceries. So you could say, okay, um, give me these ingredients and prices from Walmart. The prices will be, like I said, a bit janky because it's old data, but it'll give you the gist of the idea. Or you could say, um, for because I know you, you don't eat meat, right? So you, you could say, uh, what are some alternatives to replace ingredient X? Or maybe like me, I, I don't like eating raw tomatoes, so. It's crazy what ChatGPT can do. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I love raw tomatoes, but they don't love Just me. As... Tomatoes. Ah, too acidic. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. All right. Now you got these next couple articles. We're just going to race through them quick. What have we got oh, up wow. first? I think um, you were just headline ripping, weren't you? Yeah. You didn't do any sneaky cheating this week? Mm -mm. All right. Uh, what do we got first, you cheese? What's this? Metaverse Project Futureverse. Futureverse's co-founders start 50 million venture fund. Now, I don't know if we talked about this already. We did a little bit, yeah. But I and, think it's a, it's a good... Sorry, finish your thought. Oh, no, no. I, I just figured, like, this is an update for it. Yeah, so this is a good throwback to that very first Upland article. Mm. Upland gets seeded with $2 million. <laughs> this joint's getting seeded with $50 million. Yeah. 
but that was Upland started way back in the day where, where you know, metaverse, NFTs, they were not buzzwords at the time. They weren't established, you know, things that was very much undergroundish. So yeah. it's all a different ball game these days. So, yeah, it says the Born Ready Venture Studio will invest in early stage Web3 and metaverse projects. Yeah, I think we touched on it a little bit this Two weeks after announcing a new funding round, Metaverse Startup Futureverse co-founders Sarah Oldmate and Aaron, oh, I saw McDonald and got excited, um, have started a $50 million ventures fund and studio titled Born Ready. <laughs> Born Ready, yeah. Futureverse was formed in late 2022 through the merger of eight companies and wow. three more have since been absorbed into the operation. Wow. Absorbed or taken over? Taken over, yes. Wow. The startup's most notable projects are Fluff World. What? I hate it already. What the? These names, I, I said this already. in last week's show, these names are so trash. Fluff World, an NFT collection feeding cartoon rabbits and the mobile soccer game AI League. I'll never <laughs> buy another rabbit NFT again. Whoa. Uh, this is what we got excited about, remember, when we talked about it, was their association with Ripple mm. XRP. That's what we kind of dug into. Yes, interesting. Born ready, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so that's interesting. I think that's a good that's a good throwback to see how far we've come since 2019 to 2023. You know, True. Metaverse. But, like, what startups. are they? Like, they say it's a – is it a metaverse? Yeah, well, it says it's the Futureverse is going to be a Metaverse project. Doesn't really just talks about the mechanics of the uh, the market. Born Ready, which is the company associated with it, will announce an accelerator program with funding opportunities at a later date. So it seems like they're very early in just the huh. funding process. I mean, if they're getting that sort of cash in and they're acquiring all these companies, it must be a serious Serious thing, other or that either that or it's a massive rug pull. <laughs> Wait and see. All right, let's blitz out of that and see what's next. Oh, here we go. Look, accelerator program. Now we're gonna move this. I'm in there. It kind of looks like Shibaverse. I can't get out of that thing. Oh, close that. There it is. Shibaverse. Remember? You still holding your Shiba bag? Mm-hmm. Remember when we um wait get out of this for a bit. <laughs> yep. Remember when we looked at uh Shibaverse and there was a whole bunch of like there's a path and there was mushrooms everywhere and trees. Yep. Doesn't this look just like it? it does yeah. Futureverse, yeah. Oh, you clicked on Futureverse, yeah. Revolutionary yeah. AI and metaverse technologies that enable open, scalable, and interoperable apps, games, and experiences. Hmm. Okay. We got scores. Future score quests are a series of interactive challenges designed to help engage and grow our community. Quests offer root rewards. Ah, we've been down that rabbit hole before, haven't we? I'm going to get a root reward. Yes. Calm down. Teenagers will be FOMOing into that. <laughs> I'll have to look at, look into it more and see. It's not mm. going to be play to earn. It's going to be play to root. Yeah. 
P2R. Right, let's move on before we get cancelled. <laughs> Apple plays nice with others for an open USD open USD metaverse. Now what this is interesting because Apple usually is their own thing. And look at these names: Apple, Adobe, Pixar, Autodesk, Nvidia, and the Joint Development Foundation have joined forces to promote and develop a standard to empower mixed and virtual reality experiences. Interesting. Mm. So, yeah, it says meta matters less. So this appears to be like the species IO thing where some of these big companies are working together to make a standard for different, you know, assets to cross things. And here they're trying to make a standard for the actual, you know, yeah. AR, VR experiences across. That's that's could be huge. Especially, you know, names like Pixar. Holy smokes. Yeah. Wow. Right. Well, remember that whole thing? I said, I think Apple's going to be coming out with something major here. I think they've been quietly working away on the back end. Like we've we've um, touched on many of the patents and remember the lot of uh, acquisitions they were doing as far as um, different jobs. Well, yeah, but I didn't think they would be teaming with anybody because they're usually yeah. like lone wolves. Yeah, that's huge. All right, let's see what it says. Um, that's basically <laughs> what you just said. Opening up the 3D universe. The companies formed the, uh, here we go, Alliance for Open USD. AOUSD. What does the USD stand for? Universal Scene Description. Okay. Um, they plan to share more information about their plan. They plan- <laughs> what a stupid thing to say. <laughs> they plan to share more information about their Redundant plans. Much? <laughs> we are making an announcement that in a few days we're going to have an announcement. That's like back to the old crypto days. <laughs> wow, an announcement of an announcement. <laughs> yeah, so they're looking to promote the standardization, development, evolution, and growth of Pixar's USD tech. That's cool. The idea behind the group is to standardize the creation of mm. 3D creat- creativity with interoperable. Inter- I can never say that word. Say that word for me. Interoperable. Thank you. Tools and data. That's significant as it means the moats between creative assets in the 3D space will be bridged and experiences made available across multiple channels. Hallelujah. That's what we want. Good. (laughs) It also means creatives will be able to build 3D projects, products, and services to work across all compatible systems. Standardizing OpenUSD will accelerate its adoption, creating a foundational technology that will help today's 2D internet evolve into a 3D web. Wow. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Now, let's hope this is not going to be heavily gatekeeped by the established big names. Let's hope there's going to be a heavily dose of UGC. I think it will because, after all, Apple makes just a shit ton of money off, you know, independent game developers and this, that, and the other thing. So, I still feel like Upland is the only thing, the only platform I have seen personally other than Second Life, that allows the community to build as much as they do. Yeah, that truly embraces UGC. Although yeah. we're still waiting for the announcement about royalties and all that, so it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but yes, eventually. Eventually. <laughs> so what is OpenUSD? Take it away. 
OpenUSD was originally created in 2012 by Pixar Animation Studios, wow, as a 3D foundation for its feature films and made open source four years later. Subsequently, Apple at WWDC 2018 announced work with Pixar to develop USDZ Universal, a file format used to create 3D models for augmented reality. Look at the date on that, 2018. USDZ Universal, a file format. Now, I wonder, is this 3D models for augmented reality, is this similar to asset like outdoor decor creation through Blender? You would think so, yeah. All it's right. It's just a different, a just just different, a different way to mechanic. do it. All right. I wonder if that's what yeah. they use. But in isn't that interesting? That line. far back as 2018. Yeah. As far back as 2018, Apple was involved in this, at least the beginnings of this, and they've yeah. just been quietly working away. I wonder huh. if, if this is what they use for Second Life to create uh, assets. Maybe. We really have to get someone like Lily or even AA because he was extremely huge in uh, Second Life, he was telling me. At, yes. Yeah. At that time, Lewis, whoa, <laughs> junk here. Uh, sorry if I mispronounced it. Chief product officer of Showpad told me AR is starting to become more mainstream for both consumers and enterpri enterprise applications. What? But still, doesn't have a file format that people agree on. I, I'm imagining the guy sounds like this. If a critical mass of people adopt a single file format, such as USDZ, we could see augmented reality applications become even more prevalent. <laughs> augmented reality is starting to become more mainstream this was said in 2018 wow i know that format now seems to have arrived in truth the high performance 3d scene description tech is already widely used in 3d content production and delivery the aousd site also observes the standard is being used across enterprises including the architecture engineering construction and manufacturing industries Cool. What happens next, Chase? Uh, I don't know. I'm looking in to see what USDC, open USD, USD kit. Take right. it away, Ben. You, you look at that and I'll say, what happens next? The Alliance <laughs> now plans to develop and standardize the specification to help boost its use. It helps that once open USD does become standardized, other standard bodies will be able to include it within their specifications. Nice. Kronos Group Vice President Neil Trevet has already confirmed interest in ensuring that his company's standards such as GitF can support and synergize with AOUSD, Unity, Epic, Foundry, SideFX, and other big industry names have also offered up statements of support. Wow, Unity wow. and Epic. That's huge. Yeah. The one missing element to all of this, of course, Meta, implying a tough struggle ahead for the corporation, which is apparently bet its future on AR. Wow. So we have a war at play here where Meta's trying to go it alone and Apple is just rallying soldiers. Which is smart, which is really freaking smart on Apple's side because you, you really can't get into something like, like this alone. You really can't. Yeah, it's this. This goes back to like what you know is my core philosophy: don't put your shit out there unless you've got actually something to back it up. Yeah. Wow. 
All right. What did you find? Have you got something else to? Um, it's basically like C, like a foundation of C plus plus and Python. I, I yep. guess it's more code code written and whatnot. Like, uh, but yeah, it seems very interesting. I wouldn't mind looking into it more off uh, offline. Yes. All right. So what they said, cherry picking through the boilerplate statements that accompanied the announcement, we learn more concerning the motivations of the partnership. Uh, universal scene description was invented at Pixar and is the technological foundation of our state-of-the-art animation pipeline, said um, CTO of Pixar. OpenUSD is based on years of research and application in Pixar filmmaking. We open sourced the project in 2016 and the influence of OpenUSD now expands beyond film, visual effects and animation into other industries that increasingly rely on 3D data for media interchange. That's cool. Uh, with the announcement of AOUSD, we signal the exciting next step, the continued evolution of OpenUSD as a technology, techno, technology and its position as an international standard. Wow. wow. Here we go. Take that away. This <clears throat> Whether you're building CG worlds or digital twins or looking yes. ahead to the 3D web, content creators need a cohesive way to collaborate and share data across tools, services, and platforms, said Gordon Bradley, fellow for media and entertainment at Autodesk. Yes. All right. So what did Apple say? Of course, to some extent, Apple's interest in 3D assets and augmented mixed reality is now widely known. It sees this as part of a future for computing and it has begun to extemporize. What does that mean? Extemporize <laughs> within the Apple Vision series. Like uh, emphasize? It's like a fancy way to say emphasize? Maybe. Mick Rockwell, Apple's vice president of the Vision Products Group, explained OpenUSD will help accelerate the next generation of AR experiences from artistic creation to content delivery and produce an ever-widening array of special computing applications. Apple has been an active contributor to the development of USD and it is an essential technology for the groundbreaking Vision OS platform as well as the new Reality Composer Pro development tool. We look forward to fostering its growth into a broadly adopted standard. Yeah, this is huge. Nice fine cheese. <laughs> I, I posted the uh, definition of extemporize. What is it? Uh, it's a verb, compose, perform, or produce something such as music or a speech without preparation, improvise. He extemporized what? at the piano. That's our whole show. <laughs> We've been yeah. extemporizing. We have been extemporizing. We're, we're extemporizers, Cheese. Oh, my God. I have to put that in the intro. You'll have to put that in your resume. I'm an extemporizer. <laughs> So we're not gas baggers anymore or just fly by your pants shit talkers. We're extemporizers. Extemporizers. We'll have to reach out to some of our friends and let them know that they are also extemporizers. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be very excited. <laughs> Maybe we should start our node. Extemporizers united. <laughs> and then upload will start using it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Not bitter. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Now, you did mention SHIB Metaverse, and we've got another SHIB article here. SHIB yeah. Metaverse. Go time in two weeks. Two SHIB's weeks. Marcy Gastro says. That's total recall time for how long you're going to stay on Mars. Well, this <clears throat> this dropped on February the 8th. 
So no, this must you're, be reading it, you're reading it wrong. <laughs> you're, oh, you yes. got to read it in American terms. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> Apologies. 2nd of August. <laughs> bloody Yankees in your <laughs> refusal to adopt to international standards. Oh, that made my day. Um, what do we got here? <clears throat> Shiba Inu's Metaverse Advisor, Marcy Gastro, announced in a tweet today that she will be speaking at the Blockchain Futurist Conference that will take place in Toronto, Canada on August the 15th to the 16th. She emphasized that the SHIB community is now just two weeks away from presenting the SHIB Metaverse to the world. It's go time, she added. She didn't drop the LFG. That's good. No red flags on that. So that's <laughs> nice. No licking fruity going <laughs> <laughs> Dak, Dak, I love it. I just have to say it every single time. You don't like it, do you? <laughs> I'll lick a boot. I won't lick a fruity gonad. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Whatever floats your boat. So, tweet from at Marcy Gastro is thank you at Futurist Conference for changing that to MB Shib. We don't need any more confusion. We are now just two weeks away to show the world. Summer of Shibarium, Shib the Metaverse hashtag. <laughs> oh no, look at that cheese. There is an LFG. Ah, Looking pretty good. <laughs> oh, now get over here. <laughs> come on, Marcy. Come Marcy. on, Marcy. Gosh. Marcy, Marcy, Marcy. Yeah, show the world <laughs> it's go time. All right. Well, that's exciting. I am a Shib bag holder. Yes. Yeah. So, cool. There we go. Gastro will not be the only top SHIB team member to speak at the conference. Along with her will be lead developer Shaitoshi Kusama. However, he will deliver a speech without being actually present, but by using an AI-based app to mask his identity. Ooh, I wonder which AI-based app he will be using. He promised that all major SHIB-related projects and the coins partners will be presented at the conference, and odds are that the much-anticipated Layer 2 blockchain Shibarium will also be finally launched at the mainnet. Isn't that a bit red flaggy, though, if you have a project manager? Remember we went through that whole thing where they're using their web-based pseudonyms or that? Like, if you're going to run a project, you got to be willing to put your face out there. you got to be willing to put your LinkedIn searchable details out there for the do-your-own-research crowd. I mean, he's got his name there. mask his identity that just seems uh, uh, i can't escape that there's a bit of grease there unless it's to showcase the tech something happened. Showcase the tech. something happened i just went to <laughs> i just went to open up shibaverse from the twitter and yeah. i'm getting this compute this security message saying that uh oh I Back know. Away. Back I away. can't. There's no way for me to do so. Abort, abort. What well, on this tweet? You got that? Uh. Hold on. Oh no, Chase. Oh no. Abort, abort. I can't. I may have to restart. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, while you're scrambling that, I'll keep running through the article and we'll see if we get booted out and reboot. SHIB reveals video previews of Metaverse hubs. That sounds familiar. 
Earlier this year, as covered by you today, the SHIB team presented a video alpha preview of the Wagmai Temple Metaverse Hub, which we covered back in the day. The Metaverse is being created by the Shiba Inu team and the third floor studio. The flyover of the temple showed a quiet space on the bank of a mountain river with Japanese-style bridges, alcoves and pagodas, rocks, and a pretty waterfall. This hub, when the Metaverse is launched, is meant to provide users with an experience similar to meditation in Eastern temples. I think I fixed Team that. also promised Sorry. <laughs> to reveal a flyover of another hub soon, Rocket Pond. Overall, according to market specialist Lucy, before September of this year, four hubs will be revealed. Wagmai, Rocket Pond, Roshi, Roshi, and the Tech Trench. She reminded the community that the metaverse will be released on PC, smartphones, and in virtual reality apps. All right, I'm interested. I'm officially interested. Ooh, that was scary. I can imagine. <laughs> don't, don't go no. clicking random links. You'll get your ass burnt every single time. It was just their Twitter. Yeah, you would think it would be fine. Exactly. Shib the Metaverse. We had a lovely at Marcy Gastro lead from Shib the Metaverse in Spaces yesterday who answered a few questions and then it just reiterates what hubs are going to be released. Okay, this is cool. And especially that's going to be on mobile. All right, sign me up. I'm in. You're in? I'm in. I'm just not going to click on any links. I, <laughs> I know. It was uh, that, that org thing. If you look if you go to Shiba Shiba Universe at Shiba Universe. Yeah. And then you there's a link, shibauniverse.org. Yeah. That's what I clicked. Wow. All right. Well, I'm not gonna go clickety clack in that one. I will wait. Um, I'm sure we'll cover it in the upcoming weeks. If they're gonna release on mobile, that'll be part of a bigger press release and I'll I'll jump in through there. All right, two more to go. Now, what the hell is this about, Chase? What Elvis. Elvis, yeah. It's, it was Elvis. cute. What the hell? Elvis, Elvis Presley is... dances into the metaverse via the sandbox. Some 3,000 Elvis Presley NFT avatars will launch in the Ethereum game that's home to Snoop Dogg, McDonald's, and many more. Uh, look at them name dropping. Yeah. yeah. The Elvis Collection. They don't even look like Elvis. Not even the slightest. This looks like some douchebag tourist. <laughs> yeah. Like on a cruise ship or something. Hey, baby, where are you from? The one on the left looks like Wolverine. He does a bit, yep. He looks like he's lost his motorbike and he's just reenacting <laughs> the glory days. He's on his make-believe horse like in the Barbie movie. Yeah, so they're very voxel, aren't they? They're very, they whole, have that whole style. Yeah. All right. What does it say here? Ethereum-based game, The Sandbox, has confirmed a release date for a series of officially licensed Elvis Presley NFT avatars designed to celebrate the late musician's long-standing legacy. First announced last year by the Elvis Presley Legacy Council, which is introducing the music icon into various online and blockchain-based platforms, each of the 3,000 avatars will feature familiar outfits and hairstyles from across Presley's historic career alongside a series of unique emotes inspired by his signature dance moves. Oh, there's going to be, I wonder how many of them are going to be the um, larger than life Elvises. Large. Oh, hmm. 
Remember when he was to. in that? Yeah, he was like all drugged up, and he was doing karate moves in his suit and all that sort of stuff. That's some of those videos are fucking hilarious. <laughs> Google Elvis doing karate. You'll laugh your ass off. Oh my god. The NFT-based avatars, which are minted on Ethereum scaling network Polygon, will be fully playable in all future sandbox multiplayer experiences and will also unlock upcoming features and content in the metaverse space. Okay, okay. All right. Doesn't interest me, but I'm sure if you're a... Like, this guy's doing the bloody Macarena or something. No, he's doing... What's that other one? Gundam, Gundam style. style. What? Yeah. What? what? <laughs> yeah, like... The actual... As an artist... I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say this uh this is a fail because like they don't even look like Elvis and how do you nope. how do you make this and then say I, I I could just imagine the guy was like whoever created this guy gal was like this is as good as I'm gonna get. Yeah, just run it. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, there's definitely there's not much resemblance there. Not much resemblance at all. So I think this is probably going to be a project for your your um, hardcore speculators. Yeah, well, let Snoop Dogg and McDonald's buy these. Yes. The public sale is set to begin August 9th following exclusive 24-hour purchase window for owners of the Sandbox NFTs-based land and for certain avatar collections as well as those who registered for an allow list. So it kind of seems like the Sandbox has a bit of a whitelist kind of program which most most um, major NFT platforms have, so that's fair enough. All Elvis avatars will then be revealed on August 11th. The avatars will be split across four rarity levels, and each one will cost 100 sand, which is worth about $41 as of this running. So it's not terrible. It's not terrible if not it terrible. actually looked like him. Yes, but then it's isn't it, again... I think this speaks to the one of the main benefits of Upland is, you know, you buy this for $41, it's 100 sand, but who knows what's going to happen with that crypto. It's, you know, your future is so out of your hands and tied to wider market implications. So is Upland in a sense, but not in such a direct way as that. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think this is a, I think this is a fail, at least on the art front. Maybe the dance moves are epic and you look at it and you think, oh, yeah, that's classic Elvis. I don't know. But judging by those pictures, I would not get my hopes up. No. So I have to wait and see. I just love how they got to name drop that there too. I know. But it's like without the community, those names mean nothing. Maybe in the future we'll have, um, you know, Upland heading and in the subheading it'll say, that's home to Ben 68 and more cheese from the Wine and Cheese in the Metaverse show. <laughs> We're nobody. <laughs> did, did you see um, my sarcastic comment to the person who said, why is, why is this video only got 10 views? And I was like, oh, wow, yeah. 10 views? That's awesome. We only usually get three. And they were, they were commenting on a snippet, not the actual video. But thank yeah, you for watching our stuff. So funny. Um, in case you don't know, we don't give a fuck about views. We do the exact same show, whether we had five views or five million, you know. But pretty funny. All right, last one. You've stuck with us this long. Good in you. Take it away, cheesers. Okay. Good time. Sorry. We're even boring the hosts. No, I, I don't know. Some days I just yawn a lot. I can't explain it. Not even tired. Ukraine's game for Ukraine soccer match 
utilizes the metaverse for fundraising. Now, this is cool. This is smart. So I, I'm hoping a lot of other, you know, things come about from this. Like, you know, you hear about uh, people from other countries, like poor countries are getting into Upland and making some decent money, right? So yep. ho I'm hoping that the metaverse can going into the future start giving opportunity for people in in like bad places and so on so let's see what this is about all right let me scroll it down so besides the real world event game for ukraine a charity soccer match announced by ukrainian president vladimir zelensky will also be played at a virtual stadium for the metaverse visitors featuring exclusive perks wow the celebrity match will take place on august 5th which is today or tomorrow your time isn't it tomorrow so probably very soon this match will be like your panini sticker album coming to life said the website referring to the first company to release a collectible football sticker in the 1960s that's panini? cool now i want a panini because to me, that's a sandwich, a panini. I don't know. I don't know. Go on. <laughs> Seems like something a two-year-old would call another two-year-old trying to make a derogatory term. Stop it, you panini. you never seen a panini? They're delicious. Oh, you froze up on me. Uh-oh. Ah, there we go. The match will be screened in the UK, broadcast worldwide, and there will be an official Metaverse watch party produced by Metaverse Technology Entertainment. I mean, technology started startup interoperable and content provider global fan network. Interesting. All right. Can't make it to Stamford Bridge. Well, don't worry. We've got something for you. We're bringing the stadium, the roar of the crowd, and even some of the players in a groundbreaking Metaverse show. Join us at victoryleague.io. I think this is cool. Yeah. Again, it's not something that I would be kind of interested in taking part in, but it's the underlying tech and what it kind of hints at for the future that kind of tickles my bits. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Only Chrome on a laptop or PC is needed to join. The experience is free and it's on a first-come, first-served basis, so they must have, like, a set limits. I think um, – what do we say? The Upland Cafes have a 50 max limit at present? At present, uh, but, you know, yeah. they made some changes and there's going to be a thingy tomorrow. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think anything that can anything that can allow people who can't physically go to the location, whether it be concert, con I mean, concerts and concerts and sporting events and that sort of stuff is the prime, you know, the obvious, most obvious um, example of the need for this tech or the use case for this tech. But yeah, if you can't physically go to the venue to be able to still have some kind of personal experience, you know, you have uh, fan meet and greets. We've said all this before, you know, signed autographs, merch, all of that, um, redeemables, PO apps. I mean, it's all got a tie in, doesn't it? So I don't know. I think it's cool. I think it's cool. Nice one. Thank you. Yes. All right, that's all I've got for that. Is there anything in particular you wanted to touch on? Well, I just want to show you a panini real quick. <laughs> a panini? So what it is a sandwich for real life. Yeah, it's a panini. Oh. It's it's a it's like it's it's a panini press, right? So you put any sandwich you want in there and then you do it and it comes out like like a panini. 
and perhaps Panini is a Italian city or something. Is it maybe? Maybe. Maybe that's maybe that's where the first stickers were released in that city or something. All right. Ah, yeah, maybe it's like a, a Panini style. Might be. Yeah. All right. Um, One last thing to touch on, as I mentioned a bit earlier on. Yes, the MBA site is up and running. We have at we have almost completed the merger from U to U. Um, this weekend, which is now, so probably within the next 48 hours, the UDU server as we know it will be closed. There'll only be one channel there that's available. Like if you're a UDU member and you haven't seen all of that, you're going to jump over to the UDU server. You're going to see just a we have moved channel and I'll have a link to the MBA server. Um, I started the process to similar process in MVE yesterday. Apologies to Joe. Apparently he'd posted a video and then not soon after I'd zoinked his channel into storage. Um, <laughs> that that will be a very similar process there. Um, more of those channels will start to disappear and everything's eventually going to be over on MBA. So, yes, if you are involved in the, in the UDU or if you're in the MBE server and you want to keep up with stuff, you've got to get your son off to the MBA. And there is a competition going in the contest channel of the MBA. One of the benefits of having us all in-house is that we can run many more uh, contests where more people can get, get involved. We can give away more stuff. We can have a bit more fun, more eyeballs, all in the one spot. So that shall be good. Um, once the MBA, MBE merger, I'm confusing myself with my own acronyms, once the MBE merger is completed, it'll be a similar process. There'll be one channel left up there. It'll be a redirection to MBA, and then we'll – work on doing similar for samurai critics and decor now we haven't we haven't really discussed internally how we we have so many management channels in samurai critics and decor i guess i guess samurai critics and decor will be stripped down to just that base redirection channel and then i guess we're going to have to have do we want to merge all of that messy management stuff into the nba no we'll, we'll rename it something else it'll be just for us yeah yeah I think that's better. Yeah. Mm. And I do have something real quick to say. Um, somebody made the joke that like nobody has moved more Discord servers than we did. And I yep. have a great retort to that, which is if you're not evolving and adapting, then you're not, what are you doing? What we're doing is we're trying to make things as convenient and easy and clean as we can yep for our community yep. so instead of having three if we can figure out which we did a really great way to bring it all into one that's two less discords for you to have on your thing so yes well, it's, yeah we're, we are always evolving and adapting and we won't stop if it ain't broke don't fix it but if it is broke fix it <laughs> if it ain't broke but you can think of a better way to do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Well, when, when the UDU started, there was no such thing as MBE. We weren't really doing shows. Yes. But then we started to do other shows. So, that, But then when the UDU and MBE were up and running, we didn't really have the MetaVentures. But now all three of us have MetaVentures. So, you know, mm -hmm. it's, what is it? Evolution, baby. Evolution, baby. And Adapt it's, it's, or die. MBA is going to be for... Ben, D-Tech, and myself. Yeah. I think it, 
well, at least I hope this is the very last home because, you know, I certainly don't. You, yeah, it's annoying for people to have to click a button and move to a different Discord. Imagine how fucking annoying it is to set it all up again. Yeah, it, so. it took us months <laughs> just yes. to figure it out, put all the bots, make it look clean, make it look clear. Yeah, and it is very stripped down and stuff at the moment, but it will be fleshed out eventually. Like I said, um, I'll have to smack DTEC because he hasn't filled out his, but we'll just have a quick look at it in case you're curious and you haven't jumped over yet and you're thinking, oh, not another bloody Discord server. Well, like she said, it's you're getting – what are you getting? You're getting three – you're getting five Discord servers for the price of one. So when you land, you'll jump, you'll land in this rules channel. It's pretty basic stuff here. You have to click this little thing. It's not supposed to be a tally. When you click this, it's supposed to just get, automatically give you the member role. Yeah. And then all of most of the, I won't say all of them, most of these the channels will open up. Uh, it was glitched out the other night where it was it was tallying up. It was going one, two, three, four, five. And um, I had to manually assign those. So it is a bit of a janky process. Don't worry. If you don't get immediate access, it will be fixed up. It's just, um, you know, there's only so many hours in the day that we can look at these things. So, yeah, and there's an the area thing, for MBA. Yeah, the thing I like about this is if you don't want to look at any particular thing, yeah, you exactly. Shut it down. Shut it you down. Shut it down. Yeah, so the contest, there is one, like I said, there is a contest in there at the moment. There will be a link to the MBA description, uh, the server in the description of these, so jump on over. Um, so, yeah, there is the UDUs in there. The public will have access to the UDU info and announcements and a public chat. These other ones is for UDU team members only. They'll be closed. Um, MVEs in there, of course, and Summer Aquatics, More Cheese, Pixel Palace, d Workshop. Intent errors and whatever else we have got going on, and Look, then looking gifts. Yada, yada, yada. I said I was oh. really hungry, and then look what Laban posts. <laughs> wow! <laughs> look at those French fries. Oh my god! Oh, you bastard! <laughs> yes. Oh my god! So yes, we do have a merch thing there. I will move that merch up into the main MBA. I just waiting. Did you do that clickety clacking? I asked to put Dtech's name in that uh where i'll remind you afterwards oh yeah yeah i did i did okay so i'll get that fixed up today so the merch won't be another it'll be it'll have um prominent place because we know a bunch of people have asked or oh, how do i get a shirt like that or whatever it'll be up here in in um nba so and there will be uh cheese and i will be working on more um opportunities for different merch lines and that coming up too so keep your eyes out for that but yeah basically five servers all in one there uh, you go can't on that note, on. that's all I've got. And somehow we managed to rant and rave for almost another two hours again. I know. We can't help Crazy. it. <laughs> I keep thinking we're going to have a short show. One hour. And then it's like, you know, yeah. we probably, if we had all the time in the world, we'd probably do this for five hours. Yes. Well, um, how are you going? I, I've just sent you some summer aquatics and decor funds. You're not going to blow that. You need to put that away in the piggy bank for Tokyo or totems and protems or whatever. No, I've been doing good. I think I have like 400K now because I, yeah, 407K because yep. I get about 20,000 20, a day from visitor fees and dividends. So it's it's adding up and I'm not going to touch it, I promise. Yeah, so i got to grind my way back to 4 million. If I get to 4 million, I think I've got five more days left in my little savings challenge. So once I oh. get to that, I'll be happy. And I have been selling a few things mm -hmm. for, for Fiat, getting closer to 
the spark, I can probably now buy half a spark very easily. So I, I'm hoping not by this spark week, but next spark week, I will be able to get one whole spark. Nice. And I haven't followed through to ask, I got to, I guess I got to ask Jen or somebody official, what is the actual deal with factory applications? Is it true that you have to have that spark unstaked for the entirety of your application process? That just seems bonkers to me. That is bonkers. Who knows? All right. All right. Well, that's all I've got this week. I hope you enjoyed that little little um, bit of a back to the future glimp into the past. Um, like I said, yeah, just for shits and giggles, go go and have a look. Scroll back, and you know, it's always good to have a dose of reality. You know, there's a lot of fighter this, that, and about in the community. But look how far we've come. Look how much actually has been, you know, put forward and come through. Um, did we want to put there, put it out there, the update we got from AA, or are we going to keep that under wraps for the time being? Let's keep it under wraps for the time being. It's positive, but I want, like, I, I don't want to jinx anything. <laughs> yes. All right. And if anybody thinks we're Upland bootlickers for putting that content out like that, you are just out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> Somebody from the community reached out to me and said, hey, this, this player is having a problem, um, you know, is there a way that you can help? So we helped. No. Yeah, and there's, there's information that we have that a lot of people don't have because we we spent hours talking with AA yeah. and we know more than you know. And if you're not helping, you're hurting. And why would you want to hurt? Like, yes, there's always three sides to every story. You know, there's one person's side, there's another person's side, and the truth is somewhere there, thereabouts in the middle. So, yeah, there's always more to the story. Um, yeah. I think uh, I, I will, again, I'll reiterate that uh, thank you to Angry Ursa who brought that issue to my attention. And, well, thank you to you for all of the effort you put in with AA to talk through all the history, as you said, and get to the crux of what's going on and whatnot. And most of all, thanks to AA for being willing to come on a platform and put it out there and... That. And I guess that, that thanks must also extend to X1 who reached out both on Twitter and yeah. um, Upland to and say, Lizette. you know, this is something, and Lizette to because say, this is something that's on our radar. So. I was I was in talks yeah. with Lizette since AA, you know, came to us and, and we all started talking. So, like, she gets big, big up props. As yeah, well. and there, there were some implications in the comments or that um, – well, Upland's only looking at it now because you put them on blast. Um, we didn't put anybody on blast. We simply helped out a community community member to get their their concerns, their frustrations out. And that that we said, oh, what, what are you gonna uh, you gonna put everybody's problems out there? Well, if you have a problem, reach out to us. We're more than willing. We've got two shows where we go out of our way to showcase. I will not things go out community. of my way for anyone who called me an idiot. Yeah. Or said fuck me. So so yeah, you could do that on your own. <laughs> you oh, of course there's levels. There will be no love for anyone who who makes personal attacks towards anyone. So yeah. AA was nice. He didn't make any personal attacks. He's a very sensitive soul and he he's very talented. He has a lot of skills. I, I want to see him, you know, thrive. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not gonna it's not gonna be basic crap like if this that was a very serious glitch that's why yeah. we hollered it. it's not going to be like oh i accidentally sold my property can you help me get it back no, no. that's something you gotta work <laughs> with. 
yeah, there are levels to this. So, yeah. yeah. And it's, it, I think it speaks to probably something that Shaq always talks about, like community building, bridge, building bridges and this, that, and the other thing. Um, I did have a look through our DM, DM list and a few different things. And AA and I have a, not a bad history, but there is some complex as, aspects to our history together. So, but, you know, we're willing to go out of our way to help people in the community. As I said, if you want to call us bootlickers for that, well, go for it. Have fun. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. And then you're doing absolutely nothing. (laughs) Yes. On that note, take a good long hard look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, what I what am I actually doing to help people? So yeah. All right. Before I rant and rave any more cheese, I think it's time to push that button. All right, stay fresh cheese bags. an empty plot of boring virtual real estate in the metaverse do you yeah just delete that i'm still not ready sorry Get yourself an empty plot of boring virtual real estate in the metaverse do you well maybe some kind of crappy ramshackle building that i don't know needs a bit of extra spunk to it or something and stop mucking about and get yourself over to samurai aquatics discord to see all our available stock we've got loads of different decor to spend your pretend money on we got saunas to fire you up, an ice bath to chew you the fudge out, literally stock coming out of our ears, grills, swings, seating, and more. So much more. And if we don't got it, give us a buzz, and we could probably make it. Get yourself on over to Samurai Aquatics at 30 Aqua Vista Way in Midtown Terrace, San Francisco, Liggety Split, and gorge yourself on outdoor decor.